0: You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. dangerous assignment. Transcribed, starring Brian Van Levy as Steve Mitchell.
1: Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble, but... When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize this assignment's going to prove that sometimes the best way to stop a guy cold is to step on the gas. Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, how'd
2: you like to take a risk? Fine. I know just the place, a farm in Vermont. Sorry, I've already picked a spot for you. Bavaria, a private sanatorium. Oh, great. I understand the nurses are quite attractive. Oh, great. Well, my bags are packed, Commissioner. What's it all about? Two weeks ago, a Czech diplomat was arrested in Prague on a charge of treason. He made a quick confession. Sure, they usually arrange it that way. In that confession, however, he implicated an American newspaper man, a foreign correspondent named Emerson. Emerson, he said, was an American spy. Oh, oh here we go again. The correspondent got wind of the frame-up and ducked out fast. He managed to slip across the Czech border. Got as far as Regensburg in southern Germany, then ran into more trouble. What happened? He was kidnapped, picked up right off the street in broad daylight by three men. But not before he'd put up a terrific struggle. Well, that was ten days ago. And no word of him since? Until last night. A young doctor named Minder got word to us that he thinks Emerson is being held in a private sanatorium in Bavaria.
1: I get it. That's where I'm supposed to check in with my battered nerd. Right.
2: Dr. Minder will contact you when you arrive in Munich. Get to that sanatorium, Steve. And if you find Edison there, get him out and bring him back. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
0: The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donleby in the role of Steve Mitchell colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another dangerous assignment. Thursday evening on the NBC radio network is filled with great entertainment. Yes, for Western adventure and songs, there's the Roy Rogers Show from Paradise Valley. And along with Roy, you'll hear Dale Evans and the Whipperwells. And immediately following the Roy Rogers Show, listen to Father Knows Best with Robert Young in the title role. On Father Knows Best, you'll hear the amusing adventures of the Anderson family. And, of course, Thursday also brings another hilarious session of Truth or Consequences with Ralph Edwards, your favorite fun master. On many NBC stations, Thursday ushers in another session of Eddie Cantor's show business show. So, for the most enjoyable Thursday evening entertainment, be sure to set your dial to the NBC radio network.
1: assignment, get over to Germany, check on a tip given us by a Dr. Minder. Hope it leads me to a missing American correspondent named Emerson. Get to him before he's hauled back to Czechoslovakia to face a bum rap as a spy. It's late Tuesday evening when my plane lands in Munich. The voice on the PA is calling my name as I hurry across the airport waiting room. A gentleman left this envelope here, Mitchell. Oh, thanks. Hmm. May I be of for the service? Yeah. How do I get to 64 Austerplatz?
3: Out the glass. A street on the other side of town. I will suggest a taxi.
1: Thanks. Uh, one more thing about the
3: man who left this note. What did he look like? He was here but a short time ago. A small man, middle-aged, rather stout. Uh, the message is not signed? Yeah,
1: it's signed by Dr. Minder. I just wanted to check the description against the signature. Oh? Uh-huh. It doesn't fit. time, I ask myself a few questions. I don't like the answers I get. Ten minutes later, the cabbie drops me off in front of 64 Ousterplatz. I like this even worse. 64 Ousterplatz is a mortuary. I push open the door, go inside. I follow the long red carpet down the dimly lit corridor. At the end of it, there's a The next room, please. I don't turn around when the door clicks softly shut behind me. I just stare at the casket at the far end of the room. The casket is empty. Surprise number one. Surprise number two follows a second later. A gun nestles
3: in the small of my back. Uh, <coughs> drop the
1: gun. Drop it. <coughs> That's better. You've got a lot to learn about this business. Hey, uh, wait a minute. You fit the description I have of Doctor Minder.
3: Yeah, yeah. Here's your identification, image. Look, what's this all about? Just a precautionary measure. I was so afraid I might have been followed today. Oh, why pick this place to meet? The man you met a moment ago, he's a very close friend of mine.
1: A doctor with a mortician for a buddy. I wouldn't spread that around, Minder. It doesn't inspire confidence. Yeah,
3: I see what you mean. Why do you think you might have been followed, Doctor? Because of what happened two nights ago. When I saw Emerson at the sanatorium, he is listed as a Herr Langford. They had me in a small private cottage at the rear of the main building. Go on. I was looking for Dr. Anstead. He is the head of the sanatorium. I thought I might find him at the cottage. But when I arrived, I saw the man they called Langford lying in his bed. The bandages were moved. His face badly worn, host.
1: His face is usually
3: covered with bandages? Yeah, yeah. I moved in closer, and then suddenly his nurse appeared from the next room. She screamed at me to get out, called one of the guards. Any repercussions over your visit? No, no, no. The matter seems to have been dropped.
1: They well, probably figure you didn't recognize Emerson, so they let it
3: ride. Who's his doctor? Dr. Hustep. you known him long? Since I joined the staff two years ago. He's truly a great doctor, I that is why I failed to understand how we could be mixed up in an affair such as this. How far is it to the sanatorium? It's several hours' drive. I have my car parked to the back street. Okay, let's get going. We'll figure out something on the way.
1: I hope. We rumble out of Munich, kept south. Two hours later, we're rolling along a narrow.
3: I've been considering a possibility. I might be able to get you into the grounds by way of the back wall. I could possibly hide you in the clinic. Yeah, if
1: I could pass myself off as a villager with a liver complaint. No,
3: no, no, no. As a tourist, perhaps, yeah. But it would be too dangerous. Too many questions would be asked. Wait a minute.
1: They couldn't very well expect me to answer questions if I'd been knocked out cold and accident. An accident? Why not? We stage an accident for the benefit of anyone who might be watching from the sanatorium. Yes,
3: yes. The guards of the gate, they, they have an unobstructed view of the road leading to the main gate.
1: What would happen then? Well,
3: call to the clinic. The gate guard and I would drive to the scene with the ambulance.
1: Right. Now, all we need is an accident. But what kind? Uh, automobile. <laughs> My expense account won't stand for a car's crash. How about a bicycle?
2: Uh, yes, of course. Can you get one of the villagers to cooperate with a
1: gentle side swipe? Yeah, yeah.
3: I'll be helpful. Uh, He's a farmer. This place is not far from the sanatorium. He has a truck. He'll be eager to help us. Yeah,
1: you make sure he isn't too eager. I want this to look real, but not fatal. Sort of lightning. I round the bend and up ahead, maybe a quarter of a mile, I spot the main gate of the sanatorium. At the same time, I spot her post truck as it shoots out of the side road. tunnels bearing down on me. Fast. Yeah, too fast. Suddenly, I know something is wrong. Instead of swooning, it's just coming straight for me.
2: I dive off. The black just of the front tire hits. Hey!
0: Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. This is the time of year when every motorist must revise his driving habits to conform to winter's rain, snow, and slippery highways. The National Safety Council warns that winter driving conditions present more hazards than at any other time of the year. So, as winter comes to your section of the country, change your driving habits to meet changing road conditions. Too many times when roads are wet and slippery, the posted speed limits are not the safe speed limits. Remember, the safe speed for your driving is the speed that matches road conditions. America's professional truck drivers, the men who drive for a living, are taught that now, more than ever, they must drive ahead of themselves. By watching the changing road and traffic conditions on the highway ahead, you can avoid accidents before they happen. When you see an accident threaten on the road ahead, you'll have time to keep it from happening. So remember, drive as slowly as the road conditions demand. Drive as if your life and the lives of your passengers depend upon it. They do. Now, back to dangerous assignment and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Herr Mitchell.
1: Herr
4: Mitchell. Oh,
1: yeah. Who are you? I am helpful. Hey, the farmer who ran me down with a truck. Hey, what's the big idea trying Please,
4: to... I was not the one who was driving the truck. That was my hired man, Zwecker. How come? Zwecker also does some gardening up at the sanatorium. He must have overheard Dr. Minder and myself setting up the plans for this uh, accident. He stole my truck and tried to kill you. Possibly hoping to get some kind of reward from them. Brother, he almost earned it, too. Uh, when I realized the truck was gone, I came here as fast as possible to warn you. I was climbing up the ravine when you came down.
1: The hard way? Well, this is just dandies. is probably up at the sanatorium right now, spilling the whole gag to them. No, oh, Herr
4: Mitchell. <laughs> I saw him climbing down here after the accident, perhaps to make sure you were dead. I waited for him in the bushes. He's tied up at the bottom of the ravine, and I will turn him over to the police. Nice work. Hey, what's that? Uh, the bell on the ambulance. See? Up there. He's winding down the road from the sanatorium. After I took care of Zwecker, I telephoned the report of the accident, as we had planned. Okay, Hurtful. You've been
1: very likewise. You can get lost now. I'll take it from here. down the narrow road. It's dull, clanging, hot and heavy. This I don't get. There's no traffic around. Why make with the road? No? Pretty soon the ambulance goes to a stop on the road above me. I see Dr. Minder scrambling down the side of the ravine. And waddling along behind him is a fat guy who bulges out of an alpine suit with short leather pants. I close my eyes and pretend to be out.
4: Here. Here he is. doctor. <laughs> doctor, is still alive? Yeah. Yeah, but unconscious. Hugo!
1: The driver comes down with a the stretcher. They load me aboard and lead me up to the road. They slide me into the ambulance. Minder gets in beside me and away we go. All right, Mitchell.
3: They cannot hear us in the front seats.
1: Yeah, uh, we could hear anything with that bell clanging? Do you have to do that?
3: It's knocking my head apart. I'm sorry, but it's not so fun, That Lad? What? Uh, a on that's the name of the bell? No, no, no. The name of the man who's ringing. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You see, lots of Pamaran is a patient in the sanatorium. He's quite wealthy. He always insists on riding with the driver whenever the ambulance goes out so he can ring the bell. It's no problem.
1: Uh, the bell is a problem as far as I'm concerned.
3: Oh, I'm afraid that they have no choice, Mitchell. You see, he donated the ambulance to the sanatorium. But wait, they almost at the gate. It better become unconscious again. Eh?
1: <laughs> with Porky, the bellboy, still hard at work. I'm taken to a small room at the rear of the main building which overlooks the cottages scattered around the grounds. I keep my eyes closed as Dr. Linder goes through the motions of making a
3: further examination. A nurse hovers close by. Well, on you seem to be studying the patient most carefully.
2: Huh? I was just trying to remember.
3: Uh, remember what?
2: Well, I have seen this man before.
3: You feel that you have?
2: He looks familiar, anyway. An American, wouldn't you say?
3: Well, I don't know. No, possibly a tourist. Uh, is uh, Dr. Ernstead on the cars? Hmm? No, he went to Munich yesterday. Munich? Really? He left shortly after you did. He said he had
2: business in Munich.
3: Oh, yes, I see. Well, uh, that will be all for now, Roland. Uh, will you please order the x-rays? Huh?
2: At once, Doctor.
1: swallowed my Adam's apple when that nurse started wondering where she'd seen me before.
3: Where could she have seen you?
1: Search me. Maybe around the village this morning. Or maybe she's mistaken. Well, I don't like it. You don't like it? Another thing. This Dr. Anstead, you think, is mixed up in the deal. Yeah,
3: yeah. She said he had gone to Murray shortly after I did.
1: Could be he followed you. If so, he knows who you are and why you are here. Well, we're in too deep to back out now, but we'd better work
3: fast. Yeah, all right. Oh, here's the plan. A oh. woman Sit
0: up
3: in bed. Okay. Well, you see the cottage under those trees near the back wall, huh? Yeah. That's where they've got Emerson? Yeah, yeah. We must wait until dinner time. Uh, two hours from now. I will signal you from outside is a proper time. Then what? The guard at the cottage leaves for dinner. The special nurse remains. I will try to keep her occupied while you slip into the cottage. If the patient is Emerson, the ambulance will be waiting by the cottage. We'll have to make a run for dinner. Run, well, run.
2: Well. Yeah. Oh, Come on. Oh, <laughs> splendid. I see our patient has recovered consciousness.
3: Uh, yeah. But he is still weak and needs rest.
2: But I, I trust you play Pinochle, sir. There's not one decent Pinochle player in the whole place.
3: Uh, as you see, Pomeran, I must give the patient an injection, a uh, sedative. Eh? Uh, so. <laughs> and now I must
2: ask you
4: to leave. Well,
3: uh, of course. I don't. Well, until later, son. Our first pinochle game.
2: Oh,
4: that was most
3: unfortunate make it appear that you are still unconscious. What was that? Oh, that was Poneran's version of a yodel. He thinks it quite amusing to make that sound whenever one of the more attractive nurses passes by. He is even now very probably in pursuit of her.
1: An alpine wolf whistle again? (laughs) Look, how am I supposed to slip over to that cottage when you
3: slip with a Mickey with a needle? No, don't worry. That injection was not a sedative. What was it? Vitamin B, Good
1: for the nerve. Minder leaves and I settle back to wait for his signal. a signal. The minutes drag by. Finally, it starts getting dark. I stare out the window, but there's no sign of Minder. I begin to get an uneasy feeling. Something's gone wrong. Finally, I decide I can't wait any longer. I ease out the window and work my way through the shrubbery to the cottage where they've got Emerson. I take a quick look in the window. The patient's on the bed with his face bandaged, but there's no sign of a guard. This is my big chance. I go inside and over to his bed. Emerson. Emerson. He doesn't answer. I start to shake his arm, but it falls off the bed. Limply. I jerk the bandages off his face. It's not Emerson. It's Dr. Wander. And he's dead. (gasps) What?
0: Dr. Wander. Dead.
1: Look, nurse... Shut up. I didn't kill him. Look, you're a friend of his, huh? Good, so am I. Promise me not to yell and I'll take my hand off. (laughs) Okay, I'll make it fast. I'm Steve Mitchell, U.S. government agent. Dr. Minder was helping me get to an American newspaper correspondent named Emerson who was being held here under sedatives until his cuts and bruises healed. Then they were going to take him back across the check border to face a phony spy charge.
2: Who? I saw them here. Who? He's special nurse and the guy they kept here. They drove in the ambulance just a few minutes ago.
1: With Emerson probably in the back. Ten to one, they're heading north for the Czech border right now. If I could only get a car. Dr. Minder's car. What?
0: He had offered to let me borrow it. I noticed him approaching the cottage a while back, so I came here to tell him I was leaving.
1: You're so right. Let's go. <laughs> we slip out of the cottage to Minder's car and we away. We head north toward the border. The minutes dragged by.
0: Think we are any, um...
1: Hey, up ahead.
0: The ambulance. Parked beside the road. Yeah, and in that
1: phone booth beside the inn, the nurse. She's probably calling ahead to let them know they're coming. Pull up. We stop beside a clump of trees. I tell the nurse to wait for me down the road a mile or so. She pulls away. And I look to the ambulance. The guard is sitting in the front seat alone. The nurse is still in the phone booth. I'm almost to the door before he spots me. He reaches for a gun, but I nail it. He slumps over the wheel. I drag them out. Jump inside and take off fast. The small frosted glass panel back of the driver's seat. I can make out a figure on the stretcher on one side. I pull to a stop around the first bend in the road. I get out and go out to the back. I open the rear door. Hello, Mitchell. What? Well, <laughs> to be sure. Uh-uh. Don't try anything. Well, well, the fat boy himself. So you've been running the deal, huh? I take it that's Emerson on the stretcher. Quite right. How'd you get Dr. Anstead to help you? We Uh, knew he had relatives across the border.
3: The threat of reprisals was very effective.
2: I see. Well, what happens now? You will drive us to the border. And if you try anything, Emerson will be shot immediately. All right. Get back into the ambulance.
1: I walk to the front and get in. I'm pretty sure Pomeran won't shoot Emerson. He wants him alive, but I gotta figure out a plan fast. I I can make out Pomeran's the frosted glass panel behind me then get an idea. Suddenly, I throw open the door and duck. Yes, it works. He thinks I'm going outside. I can hear him scramble toward the rear door. As soon as he opens it, I step on the gas. Ah. I look out the right window. Farmer is his sprawl face down on the road, out cold. Emerson. Emerson, you okay? Oh, here. Let me get some of this tape off your mouth. There. Who are you? Steve Mitchell, government agent. You're going home. Poor. Ah, he's out cold. I sort of drove the ambulance out from under him. We'll leave him here in your place. And, you know, it's just as well. I've got a hunch when they find out he goofed up the deal, he's going to need an ambulance.
0: Turn in just a moment. One of the most important functions of a radio network is the quick dissemination of news. Here on the NBC radio network, you can depend upon expert news reporters to bring you all the important news whenever and wherever it happens. A school teacher in Michigan in a recent letter says it better than we can. Quote I want to thank NBC for its complete coverage of both the national political conventions and for your accurate and timely reporting of the national election. I'm particularly grateful to read that NBC will be on hand to broadcast the inauguration of our new president in January. For when I add this broadcast to the others I already have recorded on my Webster Electric Echo Tape recorder, I'll have a complete history of the 1952 political campaign. Again, I want to thank you and praise you for your wonderful news coverage. Unquote. And we thank you, Miss Miller. Here at NBC, we strive to bring you the finest reporting of the latest news. So remember, the NBC Radio Network is your headquarters for top news coverage.
1: Next week, Sweden. A nursery rhyme that almost turns out to be my epitaph. And that will be Steve Mitchell's Dangerous
0: Assignment next week. Included in tonight's cast were Byron Kane, Paul Fries, Tony Barrett, Jack Crucian, and Jeannie Tatum. This is John Storm speaking. Starring Brian Dunlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner, is written by Bob Bryant and Adrian Chando, and is directed by Bill Carnes. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Dunlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another transcribed, dangerous assignment.